0: on the barricades. Okay. My name is Boyan Stanislavski and with me as usual is the co-host of the show Dr. Maria Cherna, coming to you from Bucharest, Romania. Hello.
1: Hello, Boyan. So, we were going to discuss the situation, the situation in Bulgaria in this edition of our podcast. The country has held five rounds of parliamentary elections in the past 2 years. No coalition was formed, unfortunately. And after this prolonged crisis situation, two rival political parties, GERB, that is led by the controversial Boyko Borisov, and continue the change led by Kirill Petkov, negotiated for the formation of a government coalition to operate by rotating prime ministers. For the time being, incumbent president Rumen Radev has handed over the prime ministership to continue the change Nikolai Denkov, with Gerbs Maria Gabriel taking over as the head of government nine months later. This unlikely marriage between two great political rivals, Gerb and Continued the Change, has been jeopardized by the leak of a recording made by former Continued the Change member Radostin Vasilev, in which Kirill Petkov, the head of Continued the Change, makes Slanderous statements about some GERB members, and this um, this proved to be very difficult to swallow for uh, GERB's uh, political uh, leadership. And for a while, they stopped negotiating for the formation of the government. But but on May twenty nine, President Rumen Radev decided, and he handed over basically the um, the the nikolai denkov he handed over the prime ministership to to this representative of uh, continued change now this is a very complicated political crisis and if you'll allow me and for the international viewers i would like to share the screen now and present a little bit of a visual presentation so my presentation. Now, we have Gerb and the rival continue the change. Gerb is led by this individual that is uh, known, Boiko Borisov, and he was the prime minister of Bulgaria for almost 15 years and involved in all sorts of scandals, and the representative is Maria Gabriel. Now, continue the change, a newly formed political Party Initially, this political party, continued the change, uh, was the result of revolts and protests against Boyko Borisov, but what do you know? Right now, they are forming a coalition. The party is led by Kirill Petkov, on the left here, and the current Prime Minister Nikolai Denkov. But all this arrangement, this political coalition, was jeopardized by recordings that were made available for the public by Radostim Vasilev, a former member of uh, Continue the Change. He resigned just a couple of days ago. So this is the, the situation in Bulgaria. Apparently, two political rivals are forming a coalition and it was Jeopardize it, I said, by these recordings. Now, from what I gather, the most intriguing fact about these recordings was the following. During the conversations that Kitty Petkov and other members of the Continue the Change had, and they were recorded, Interesting information was relayed in the sense that Kirill Petkov said that the heads of the security services in Bulgaria had to be somehow approved or negotiated with the embassy. He didn't name the embassy, but I will go now to our special guest, that is Arto Artinian, political commentator and um, academic and also uh, Bojin Ptiko a sociologist coming from Bulgaria and I will ask first Arto and then I will ask Bojín to answer and then Boyan. what embassy <laughs> what embassy are we talking the about I mean, could you <laughs> the well, embassy right what embassy
2: well it's <clears throat> it's an open secret in Bulgaria that there's only one embassy that matters politically uh, since 1989, since the transformation of Bulgaria from a, so, a centrally planned socialist uh, economy and political structure into a capitalist society, uh, it's the American embassy. Uh, the American embassy, and the reason why uh, all Bulgarians who think reasonably about these uh, audio leaks think that is because there, throughout the years, there have been multiple videos uh, from journalists and etc. showing. Kiril Petkov, Borku Burisov, of other high-ranking Bulgarian politicians regularly exit and enter the American embassy, obviously going there for instruction. So there is no proof because the, the embassy was not named, but most Bulgarians reasonably assume that it is the embassy that, you know, essentially is the kingmaker of Bulgarian politics, no matter how uncomfortable that may sound to supporters of continuing change and, uh, you know, it's yes, Bulgaria. But I think the answer is clear. All Bulgarians know it. Um, continuing change, members don't deny it. You know, uh, it's pretty much clear that's the American embassy that is uh, essentially, as this recording shows, in violation of all basic publicly proclaimed democratic norms of parliamentary government uh, is directly appointing the government of Bulgaria, irrespective of what the elections do or say. And I think personally for a lot of Bulgarians, it's it's definitely for people that are my friends and my circle of friends and the people that I read and I respect, this is one probably the most hurtful part of these revelations, the humiliation, even though it's been happening since 1989, but perhaps never more so radical and and kind of violently, um, ugly and, and offensive, uh, Bulgaria's government is directly under the control of the United States government. That's what basically these recordings show, which means that Bulgaria has no political sovereignty. And from that point on, you can use whatever words you want to describe Bulgaria's political system or Bulgaria's state or government, but it's definitely not, uh, according to what the video suggests, uh, there's a severe loss of sovereignty precisely because... In the audio recording, it said that the heads of Bulgaria's national security agencies uh, are basically appointed with the direct uh, blessing and order of the U.S. embassy. You know, they've been they've been vetted by the embassy. Right. And which means that national security uh, apparatus on the level of the leadership uh, is now going to be under the control of uh, the embassy because continuing change uh, co- Uh, chairman um uh, vasilev he basically the recordings so i think the first most humiliating part of the crisis is that bulgaria's political system is deeply compromised there's no there's always dependencies right it's between states especially small countries like bulgaria but this is more like a direct lordship Mm -hmm. furthermore the second problem is that according to the bulgarian constitution this is national treason this is treason. This is an act of treason against yes. the state, and thus punishable, as you can imagine, very severely. It should be. And this is what some commentators in Bulgaria have uh, raised, that instead of forming government, and I think this is what President Radev's point was, he said, I think yesterday he said in Mold- Moldavia, in Moldova, in the meeting of the European political community, he said th- the kiss between Borisov and uh, you know, uh, continuing change you know this relationship is not going to produce anything good because he implied that uh, he has to do it. He has to give the, the second mm-hmm. uh, party with, which won the most elections in the parliamentary uh, the mandate to form a government, so which he had to do by the rules of law. But by the rules of law, these people have to be investigated for national treason. So that's, I think, to me, the biggest contradiction. You have a government that's following the process and is formed now a new government. But these people are themselves on recording. And they haven't denied it in public, engaging in treasonous activities, which are not being investigated by the government. That's to me, that's and to many people that I uh, that I follow on the, in the media and etc. This is an unsurmountable problem B- because essentially you have an yeah. illegitimate government. You have a government of traitors who are now forming a government and are not being tried for treason whereas anybody else would have been tried for, for treason and imagine if this recording was made in the Russian embassy for example and imagine if the politicians were from a political party in the parliament who said we need to coordinate our ministers with the Russian embassy or the Chinese embassy those people would probably be arrested or there would be calls for their arrest for treason in the European Union so I think a lot of tensions in Bulgaria are caused by people who are watching this and they're saying, how come these people are forming a government when we expect them to be prosecuted, at least to find out what happened, if there was treason or not?
1: Yes, yes, definitely. So I will go now to uh, Bojín and ask him, you're a sociologist. I don't know the situation in uh, Bulgaria, but in Romania. The U.S. was able to project its power through such powerful propaganda means that Romanians would be even cheerful for the idea of the American embassy vetoing the heads of the security services. So it's not only a matter of these powers, these external powers, in this case the United States, uh, oppressing us, but also large parts of the society welcoming it. So I don't know what's the situation in Bulgaria. Are a little bit more troubled by this idea of having your security services uh, uh, bosses vetoed by an external uh, embassy?
3: Uh, <clears throat> well, I think that what this uh, signals is... Uh... That maybe there is uh, a little bit of a difference in the case of uh, between the the both cases, uh, Bulgaria and Romania, because uh, if they have, uh, if the United States is resolving to such measures as, for example, uh, as we speak, probably uh, today or yesterday, there was there is a visit by so-called expert on disinformation in Bulgaria, who is supposed to actually. Uh, fight uh, disinformation and uh, uh, educate uh, the Bulgarian population in what is the proper information, to be sarcastic about it. But uh, so, uh, yes, there are still attempts to um, project uh, hegemony through soft power and to try to establish consent in the country, but apparently this doesn't work. Uh, even though there is one of the highest concentration of uh, U.S. funding think tanks and NGOs in Bulgaria that has been kind of, there was a good research on that by Dostena Stenauer who actually uh, points to that. There is a really high concentration uh, of these networks of kind of uh, attempts to change public opinion, these networks of uh, kind of establishing uh, uh new forms of consent, but nevertheless apparently this doesn't work. Uh and or it doesn't work to the um amount or to the extent to which the uh US uh um the United States would want it to, to work and therefore they are now I think resulting to more and more um uh, forms of uh direct uh um, attempts to kind of uh, put... this um, um, pre- <laughs> the words that, uh, <laughs> somehow escapes me. The opposite of consent, uh, coercion, I'm oh, sorry, coercion. They are now resolving to two right. forms, I think. Uh, and this, uh, an, another signal of that is I think the uh, new change of the um, American embassy uh, uh, in Bulgaria. So uh, the uh, new um, uh, American Mm -hmm. ambassador who came here uh, is coming directly from Haiti. And as we know, Haiti is this zone of uh, American imperialism for many, many years. And uh, especially lastly with... uh, this for, uh, former uh, prime minister Michel Martin, I think, was his name, who was uh, accused of uh, enormous corruption. And then, after he was, he finally left power. Uh, the next prime minister was assassinated, and there are reasons to believe that the the, the current uh, ambassador who can, who comes here is uh, is responsible for for, uh, for that. Actually, uh, that's kind of uh, one of the worrisome things that. Um, I'm worried about. And uh, the other thing about this, uh, this uh, recording is that, uh, to me, the shadow looming behind this whole thing is war and the fear of war. And I think uh, many of the political elite realize that and don't want to be the ones responsible for actually making these decisions. Uh, but of course, we have uh, volunteers. We have uh, extreme pro-American uh, kind of uh, groups like uh, Continuing the Change, and especially Yes, Bulgaria, which has been the most anti-Russian kind of uh, political party uh, in uh, Bulgarian uh, Parliament, and rarely were getting more than uh, th- five to six percent. So, and lately they have been kind of boosted up uh and and um all of that uh you can actually hear in the recording you can hear uh admission that there were that there were some kind of uh that the elections were not uh, exactly uh the most uh fair elections uh you can hear um other kind of admissions that we didn't talk about but one uh, was uh, the fact that uh, they were talking about the ministry ministry of uh, defense or what they called the war ministry basically in the recording and uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. saying that oh We already have uh, been, uh, um, it's already being uh, in the court, the the people there are in accordance with the, what the wishes of the embassy is. So, uh, in other words, this has been coordinated already. And that's very worrisome because, uh, uh, especially when we consider these recent changes that were made, uh, were were made, uh, um, in uh, the um, in in in, uh, in relation to the mobilization of forces, in relation to who should be controlling uh, Bulgarian military forces, that they sh- uh, this kind of new change, where the military forces go on directly under the control of a NATO general instead of a Bulgarian general, so all of these uh, were some kind of signals, um, and so to me um, this is how i should i'm analyzing this recording maybe as an attempt to kind of like warn bulgarian society maybe an attempt to try to mobilize bulgarian society uh but of course so far there has been kind of a passive reaction to that uh yes there is a lot of discontent on forums and so on but i was uh sort of um trying to observe what is happening in terms of any kind of mobilization of protests, uh, uh, street protests against this. And they're kind of minuscule, and unfortunately right now, in terms of reaction to this particular form of what Arto said is treason. So uh, yeah, I, mm, and uh, hope, uh, well, um, the other thing, I mean, because, Actually, the political situation changes as we speak uh, rapidly. Now, uh, lately, latest news is that most of the political parties that were uh, disgusted by this recording in parliament, with the exception, of course, of Vazraždane, Vazraždane, which is a party we kind of uh, have talked a little bit about, and it's considered like in op- opposition of. Uh, it's considered a, a pro-Russian party, but it doesn't present itself as such. But but by the rest of the the other parties in parliament. But the rest of these parties now are slowly getting on board with a uh, with this coalition that has been kind of
1: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, constructed, I think, yeah. by outside forces. Yes. So.
1: So Boyan, uh, why do you think Radostin Vasilev decided to do this? Because this is. Um... Oh. I don't see Boyan. <laughs> Windows Boyan, I don't know if you can hear me but I was back. Yeah, I'm, I'm really
0: Yeah, I'm really sorry about this. There's uh I, and I want to ask uh all our viewers to uh kindly ask to be patient with us because we're experimenting with a new platform and this is the reason why uh the Windows are kind of dancing around the display without my control. I hope I will muster it by, I don't know, the end of the week or something and the next <laughs> the next recording is going to be more uh, kind of, you know, orderly organized. I apologize for that.
1: So, well, I was about to ask you something with relate, uh, in relation to this guy that uh, made available the recordings. So, uh, mm. <laughs> please hear it funny how the industry so So um, Maybe this is the end of his political career and I have two questions. Do you think he was an idealist and he wanted really to expose something that really, really went against his principles and he mm-hmm. thought it was unacceptable or maybe it was the other embassy that somehow paid him more contacted him and made an offer and convinced him to do that.
0: Right. Well, that's uh, the last point that you made is something that is exactly being suggested by the, by the entire media establishment landscape in Bulgaria. Right now, I think this is completely out of question. This is a nonsensical conspiracy theory that is being rejuvenated throughout the Bulgarian public sphere. Right now, I, even if that were the case, uh, for the Russians wanting to gain to 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 collect some dirt on the parties that don't like them, then there th- there was no way of them. I mean, there was no way that Russians would have known that on this particular meeting, at this particular instance of their you know political gathering, Politburo, whatever discussions that they had, they would be saying all those things. So I, that's that's that, that's complete nonsense. Second, I don't know the guy personally. Okay, I I have never actually heard of him before. Uh, The only thing that I can base myself on are my impressions and hopefully some educated guesses that I can make on the basis of my observations of Bulgarian political life. And my observation is the following. First of all, it's a complete accident. But as we know from, uh, well, you know... I think Hegel or Engels, uh, you know, necessities manifest themselves through accidents. So this is an accident, in my opinion. Uh, This is an accidental recording. Uh, The recording was actually made mostly because the guy did not want to stay up late. And the session of the Politburo discussion, I mean, it's not called Politburo, it's called National Council or something. Sorry, I'm just... uh, uh, (coughs) And... and, uh, it began at I think 10 p.m or something and it lasted until four am you know so he said like screw it, I'm not going to stay up uh, for the next couple of hours He turned on he turned on his his tablet and then he turned on the recorder uh, the recording application software on his mobile phone and he recorded it with the intention of listening to what they were say uh, what they had said right and that's it. That was the only thing. And then he started listening, probably over, you know, sipping his morning coffee or, I don't know, eating banita or whatever. And then he was like, what? What? Is this a joke? (laughs) And now, whereas he is is an the idealist or not, I don't know. I don't think he belongs to any – there is no indication, at least, of him belonging to any particular, you know, centers of power or corruption or anything like that in Bulgaria. He's had a long career as a lawyer. He's had a long career as a lawyer and lawyer who deals with sports. Okay, I mean, we're talking about a lawyer who deals with all kinds of court cases who are related in one way or another to sports. And his ambition, his political ambition was to become a sports minister An ambition. He actually gave up on realizing because when he met the uh, the person of the prime minister, this guy, Dankov, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, who's supposed to be an academic, a professor, an intellectual, a technocrat, an expert, you know, all those things, right? So he uh, he told him during one of the encounters that he doesn't care so much about corruption. He's not going to form an, a government of detectives or policemen or something like that. He even referred to some kind of, uh, to some Italian name of, I don't know, an Italian probably policeman or judge or someone who uh, who who stood against the, the mafia there. I don't know the name. I don't know the connotations. I don't know Nathaniel anything about was it. probably
1: from La Piovra. Yes, it was. A yeah, I'm not the... sure.
0: I, yeah, okay, yeah. exactly. Maybe something like that. Anyway, he made this kind of reference and then the guy said, okay, then I don't want to have to... I, I don't really want to mm-hmm. have to do with this. I mean, it's not really uh you know and and also the uh, the person that they were suggesting i mean this denkov was suggesting for uh, sports minister it turned out to be a completely corrupt kind of you know sort of <laughs> low class I, I i don't know the details about that but he was he was telling he was telling this story on many interviews uh in, during many interviews sorry
1: and uh, that's it And that's it. And we don't see Boyan anymore because probably he's playing with God's sake the windows again. So sorry Boyan, we lost you. Then we Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, right. So, so okay. Yeah,
1: so I, basically I just you're I just want to say, say I just wanna say that there is he... no way that
0: uh, yeah, I, I think he just listened to uh, to the recording that he uh, had made for himself in order to make his kind of life a little more comfortable. Mm, he was already a little bit upset about the way the party the party is going. He previously belonged to a different party, the one uh, which was set up by the singer Slavi Trifonov, and I think that judging, you know, this. If we look at it, if we look at it like in a in a kind of macro scale. All right. Then we will see that this guy probably really believed that this or that could change. And then he was just disillusioned. And then when he heard on top of everything, all those things that were leaked in the final aftermath uh, in the recording, then he said, like, you know, screw it. I'm not, you know, this 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 can just this just cannot continue. Uh, But again, there could be something else behind it. Maybe he had some other motivation. I would say even if he had any other motivation, even if it were the case, that is the Russians who actually, you know, told him, look, go there and record it. We'll see what we what, we, what kind of use we can make of it later. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because everything that was said on the, during this conference that was recorded and subsequently leaked is true. It's true. Like, of course, our uh, you know that that was the most the, the most catchy phrase, right? Was someone asks the question, "Hey, who are these people who are going to be uh, the uh, uh, the commanders of our secret police and secret services, intelligence and stuff like that?" To which Asen Vasilev, I think, replies the the kind of Vice Kirill Petkov, his sort of you know they 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 run the party together. Uh, he, 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 his reply is very direct, very frank. He says, don't worry, those are our people approved by the embassy. Now, when you say the embassy in Bulgaria, there's like, I mean, <laughs> I understand that people can speculate, okay, there is no direct proof that it's the American embassy. I understand all this, but I mean, if any, anyone, if there's anyone out there who actually paid attention for five minutes to what's going on in Bulgaria and to what has been going on for the last three years, you know. I mean, it's, it's just obvious. It's like on its face. All right. So uh, okay, it's- Brian,
1: but now I want to go to Arto for the last part, because what really bothers me is that there is not enough protest, not even in Bulgaria. How is it that people are so passive? I mean, you have a foreign embassy deciding the managers of their secret Embassy, was it the United States so powerful in projecting its power over the Bulgarian citizens? And not only that, but you had a protest against the president who's accused of being pro Russian. How is it possible?
2: Well, I think, I think, for in the history of political protests, we know that in order for massive protests to emerge, they can emerge in two ways they can three ways they can emerge spontaneously and people something happens and people are outraged and or they are excited and they come out and hundreds of thousands of people in the square of the capital or they can be paid and the paid activists come first and then they try so an engineering protest by covert forces or a protest can be called by a political organization that has the ears of millions of people so i think one in Bulgaria, there is no political party because they're so discredited and disgusting, most of them, that has the ears of most Bulgarians. Uh, so maybe because people or the second possibility, people haven't paid enough, although people have said that these protests against Radev are certainly uh, connected to the professional grant uh, activists who are paid activists, essentially. To be a grant activist means you're paid activist. Because the people who own the, the governments that own the grants, that give out the grants, pay you to do things, thus you become their direct agent. Um, so I think that's the explanation, is that there is a lack of political organization in Bulgaria right now, so far, that on this issue that can mobilize people to call for a trial for treason against these people. So I think there's just, it's a crisis of the political organizations in Bulgaria that, um, uh, that that show, I mean, we see in Paris, we see in Paris the the protests against the French uh, Macron's uh, pension reform that have been going on for like a year or something. Very violent protests, unfortunately, okay, on the side okay. of the police that's been killing people and hurting people. Well, these protests are mostly organized by French political structures, whether there's trade organizations and etc. So I think that shows the weakness in our country of. Uh, political organizations that are massive and they're mass. They have, they have access to the Bulgarian people as a mass and they can politically mobilize them. I think it's also a question of uh, political organization uh, education because it's very hard to understand what's happening. It's hard for me, for everyone uh, who doesn't study this stuff full time. It's very difficult to understand the details and what these things mean. If you don't have either some kind of a political organization that you're part of that, engages in political education it could be a union yeah. it could be a political party that you support which does political work of political education uh, i think it's impossible to bring people out and mass without organization or money that's paid the money paid is usually foreign governments that engage in meddling and coups and etc. and appointment of foreign uh, so i think the lack of protest shows against the traitor, the traitors Shows that uh, unfortunately there's a crisis of uh, political organizing. but that that doesn't mean that it can happen. You know this could be one of the triggers that mobilizes a lot of Bulgarians to express their disgust at this manipulation of national sovereignty in such a in such a public and arrogant way, you know.
1: Yes, I would say thank you so much, Boyan, Bojin, Arto, very interesting discussion. Uh, In the second part of our show, we are going to discuss similarities with regards to this newly formed coalition and what happened actually in Romania where, where, again, two former rivals, the national liberals and the social democrats two years ago, after a plural political crisis formed a coalition. And um, we hope to... um, understand better the situation and also see the similarities between our two countries and for the viewers, if you like what you saw, please subscribe to our channel, please share our content, the small community of donors, we are very thankful that you support us uh to the others to the extent you feel you can can afford it please make a monthly donation patreon.com slash the barricade is the place where you can do it but also via PayPal or other links that are in the description and you can follow us also on other platforms and other social media uh, channels also this is a media company and you can hire us to do whatever you think media content for you if you feel that you can afford it and you need it so thank you so much uh and we'll see you all in the next edition of our show